Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Just a kid from the neighborhood, we're our kids from the neighborhood. Take me back to 9 to 6, I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side, I fall asleep all oh, sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. Angel, watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. We are back. It is episode two of the 2019 season game preview-wise for the Dan Russo Show right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. I am thrilled to be joined by head football coach Dan Russo once again this week. How are you, coach? Doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Not bad. Um, You know, you guys coming off uh, the Williamstown game, we're going to dive into that and preview Atlantic City, and as we always do, finish up with... uh, Catching up with the alumni and everything, but let's dive into this Williamstown game. Unfortunately, finally came out with a 28-7 to loss. Um, just take us through the game, you know, kind of what was going on for you guys game plan-wise and what they were able to do to, uh, you know, pause you guys from putting up more than seven points. Yeah, you know, our kids battled. Uh, they gave us, you know, all they had physically. I just felt like some mental breakdowns hurt us, but... um I don't know, a little over a minute left in the second quarter. You know, we punt the ball. You know, an excellent punt, excellent um, coverage. Uh, We go down, stop them inside their 20. And um, we get hit with a personal foul on on, uh, Ryan Shelton, which um, I thought was very picky. Um, The whistle didn't blow. And... uh, the kid was still running, and Ryan went in there, and he's, for the most part, bigger, faster, stronger than anyone on the field. And um, they call, make a call like that. And then, you know, they get a nice pass play, and then next thing you know, another another flag. And uh, they called a uh, roughing the passer. I saw the head official the next day at a uh, Blitz football game, and I let him know about it. That I watched the film like I told him I would, and... Um, he assured me that, you know, it was a roughing the passer, but it was nowhere near that. They called it on Nas Butler, linebacker, and um, when he actually tackled the quarterback, the quarterback had the ball in his hands. So it kind of snowballed from there. You know, you got the coaches you know, a little upset. You get the players upset, and, uh, you know, next thing you know, some of these mental breakdowns start to happen, but... The loss is on me and me alone. I'll get the team, along with my assistants, um, prepared for this week. Um, We have to do a better job. I have to do a better job of getting our team ready. 
Um, but I just wanted to, you know, you ask him about the game, and that's kind of the, the it was 0-0. We were both battling the whole first half, and then it's unfortunate that it came down to that. Talked to the officials, wasn't happy with it at the half. Told him in this caliber of a game, I thought there was a lot of picky calls. They actually called things against Williamstown that I thought were picky as well. I talked to uh, Coach Fusatol at the half. We both agreed that um, we'd like to see the officiate the officials let us play a little bit more. You got a heavyweight fight here. Two group fives going at it. I expressed that to the um, officials, and it seemed like in the second half, you know, there wasn't as many flags, but way too many flags for a game like that. It's very disappointing. Um, both programs work extremely hard to, uh, you know, put a good product out there and to uh, have a big, you know, big time game that we both voluntarily scheduled. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a scheduled game; it's a week zero game. You know, we got together and decided to play this. Good for both programs, but um, you know, the things that stand out to me are what I just mentioned about some of those picky calls. And um, from there, it seemed like it snowballed into, you know, our kids being a little bit upset and annoyed and some uh, mental breakdowns happening, some false starts, some offsides, some drop passes. And um, I got to do a better job of getting uh, our team prepared for a game like that. On the positive side, it's the first game. We're going to remain, you know, resilient, tough, competitive, and we're going to fix it. Uh, met with the team today, talked with the staff all weekend. Uh, it's unacceptable for us to uh, lose like that. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to putting that in the rearview mirror. But, you know, to spin it in a positive fashion, it's the first game. Um, it's not like it's a playoff game and we did something in the playoffs or you know later in the season. We're going to learn from our mistakes, both uh, the staff and the players, and um, we're going to work harder to uh, prevent that from happening again. And you know, you said to get the positive spin on this game when you sat down and watched the film with the players and everything. What were some things that stood out to you that you know were positives that you can build on to get ready for this Atlantic City matchup for the first home game of the year? Well, there was some po a lot of positives to build on. <clears throat> Number one, uh, I thought the offensive line played uh, very well. I was very happy with their play. Um, they hung in there against a tough opponent, tough defensive line. Um, they've got some really good players, but our guys hung in there. They, it didn't hurt us. Um, they're gelling well. That's in my opinion, the best team that we're going to play all season. They're they're very good. Um, defense played very well. Um, they kept us in the game. You know, they 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 did a real nice job. Um, one positive offensively too. Um, after being down, making some mistakes, being down, I think it was twenty-one zero. Our kids have enough, had enough backbone to compete, stay resilient in the third quarter, and put together a nice drive where we scored a touchdown. So that's not easy to do against a team like that. You know, with the um, pick six and the, 
you know, the punt issue. I'll just leave it at that. Um, they basically get two scores off of that. And, uh, you know, it hurt us. You can't do that against a team like that. But we will correct those mistakes. Like I said, and, and another positive is, like I said, it's the first game of the year. You know, I thought I had us ready and, and well prepared to play that game. But I didn't do a good enough job. So I'm going to... Uh, Worked that much harder. You know, I didn't sleep well this weekend. I'm up early watching film, calling coaches, texting coaches, all that stuff. Because we coach at Violent High School to win football games, and we need to pick it up, and we're going to. And, you know, you talk about the offensive line. That was something last year that we've even talked about this year that was somewhat of an issue where there was just inconsistencies and something that you had to work on all year with them um, to be able to, you know, have that – first game positive uh and just see what they were able to put out there how big is that going to be for this offense as a whole moving forward to be able to put up points and to be able to score you know in a consistent manner moving forward yeah you know last year offensive line that they did the best they could they they um, hung in there and they you know you know we won some games and as you know we won our first playoff game but they just weren't as big as the current kids are we got a real you know some really big, strong kids, and um, you know our kids last year were strong and worked hard in the weight room, but they just, you know, lacked a little bit of size, and you know that's something you can't control. But like I said, they gave us all they had. And they did a tremendous job last year, had a great season. But um, this year, these kids with another year of experience, and like I said, the, basically all of them are over like six one, six two, close to two fifty plus, and. Um, it's just a different type of line. It's much bigger. It's much, you know, stronger. And they're working to, you know, pick up things, uh, processing things more mentally. So we're all happy with their progress. What did you see from some of the new guys that were coming in either, you know, underclassmen or guys that transferred in, you know, assimilating to the system, getting used to it, and, you know, being out there for their first violent high school game day? Well, I can tell you this, um, Eli Anderson, we moved from tight end to left tackle. He did a great job. He's getting better every week. Um, Dutra, another, he's a returning starter. He looked great. You know, Jacob Rep taking over for a, a four-year starting center with Mike Bachma. Did phenomenal. All great snaps. Hung in there. You know, at right guard, we had uh, Zach Tharp, first-year starter at right guard. He did a tremendous job. And um, at right tackle, we had... Uh, Josh Bennett, who plays both ways, the whole game, D-line and offensive line, he did a superior job as well. So the highlight for me this week was the offensive line play. I mean, they've got a ways to go, but it's going in the right direction. You know, as I watched the film and, you know, obviously Ryan had some pressure on him and everything, and it's a great defense. They're going to dial some things up. But um, overall, you know, I liked what I saw from the offensive line. Um Receivers need to focus more on catching the ball first, then thinking about running with it. It's something we always tell them at practice, but we had a lot of drop passes, which are unacceptable as well. They need to focus more and understand that number one priority as a receiver is to catch the ball. Number two priority is run after the catch. I mean, we had some guys like looking to run before they called it. You know, I expressed that today in our meeting, and it has to end. We had, you know, a receiver jump off side or false start, 
there's no reason for that. Watch the ball. You, you shouldn't be listening to the cadence. Little things like that. Um, defensively, like I said, I thought we played we played well. Um, few guys need to correct some things, and I've talked to coach Coach Smith has talked to me about those things, and we're going to correct that as well. But um, special teams overall did okay. I thought punt went really well, besides the uh, one muffed punt. You know, due to somebody. Uh, backing up three four yards and unfortunately the ball hit him in the back of the helmet so we're going to make sure that 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 these players know exactly what's expected which i thought i did a good enough job doing but obviously i did not and uh kick return we need to pick it up more we had bad field position most of the game kickoff was decent but um like i said we will fix those things what did you see from ryan shelton his first you know quote-unquote official game back that wasn't a scrimmage actual game that you know, counts towards the record. What did you see from Ryan in his first full game back? Well, Ryan's a warrior. He's, uh, you know, like I said, he was born to play quarterback. He did a great job for us. Uh, a few things I saw is, um, you know, a little disappointment in his eyes because I could tell he was getting frustrated because there were so many drop passes. Uh, in that position, when that happens, you know, being the leader he is and a winner, trying to win the game, maybe tries to take some things into his own hands. And, you know, what happens in that scenario is it seems like maybe they're doing too much. So I spoke to him about, you know, just doing his job and, you know, having faith in his, uh, you know, teammates. But in his defense, it's hard to do when, you know, you're throwing footballs and hitting people in the chest and they're dropping. So he was frustrated. He didn't tell me that, but I know he was. So uh, what that happens, what happens at the next phase is, you know, quarterback will hold the ball a little bit because he's trying to make things happen on his own. So hopefully this week our kids, our receivers in particular, are more focused and they catch the ball and we don't have to have our quarterback uh, trying to do too much. Um, he ran the ball well. You know, he got to the uh, second level multiple times and uh, hopefully with some of our you know, downfield blocking, we can pick that up as well. Some of our stalk blocking with our uh, outside players, and particularly like our receivers, were poor. And uh, we need to do better as a staff to uh, get them more up to speed with uh, what we need. What did you see from Tyreen Powell this week, his first game in his new position at the tight end? Uh, what did you see from him there? Well, unfortunately, I only had one touch, and um, that's 100% on me. I'll make sure that I've made sure that we're going to make some changes that um our one of our best players on the field is going to get more opportunities and um that is that will not happen again uh it was disappointing to me you know that uh we have a player of that caliber that's has one pass thrown to him the whole game but i've made some changes and um i don't want to say what those changes are but i can assure right. you that this friday uh, Tyreen Powell will have more touches and more opportunities to uh, showcase his talents and to help the team, you know, win the game. Uh, you know, this is 100% coming from me. No one else, no, nobody's in my ear. But to me, um, Tyreen Powell is, you know, in a league of his own. He's a Division One football mm -hmm. player. This kid's... You know, phenomenal kid, phenomenal football player, phenomenal person. And, um, 
I'm going to make sure that he has more opportunities and uh, he will this Friday and moving forward. And uh, you'll never hear one negative thing from him. He'll never demand anything from any coach or teammate, but I'm going to demand it in my position. I want to make sure that that kid gets the ball more. He did a great job on defense. He's flying all over the field. Did a great job blocking. Um, Obviously, Williamstown knows the caliber kid he is. Mm -hmm. At times, he was being double teamed, but we're going to find ways uh, to get him the ball more. And, you know, moving forward into uh, Atlantic City now, Obviously, you talked to the team today and everything. What was kind of your message to just put this Williamstown game in the rearview mirror, get ready for the first home game, playing in front of, you know, your home fans, um, and just getting ready for, you know, an Atlantic City team that is going to come in hungry to, you know, play on the road and and show violent football what they have to offer? Yeah, you know, you want to move past the loss and move past some negative things, but you have to make sure that everyone is accountable including with myself, the staff, and the players, and all of us are going to be accountable for that. And um, we're going to make, we're going to work harder, and we're going to fix those things. But what I tell them is, you know, you know, Lank City traditionally is a, is a very good football program. We haven't had much success against them in our past. Fortunately, the last two or three years we have, and we've beaten them. But each year, it's a different team, different pe- personnel. Um, that's why you play the game. They have a lot of uh, team speed. I saw them on film. Um, their quarterback is very good, and they they have a running back that's, you know, very very good as well. And you know they they fly around on defense, and they they have good special teams. So they just you know they were 0 10 last year. They already have won more games in one week than they have all last season. So you know they beat Egg Harbor. Friday night, 20 to 13. Watched that game on film. They were down 13-0. They came back and ended up beating Egg Harbor. So they've got, you know, they're very resilient. Um, they got a lot of team speed. Like I said, they have very talented players. And you know, Coach Hamlet there, who I played against in high school, he's trying to change a culture and to uh, rebuild that program. You know, I have all the respect in the world. For their previous coach, who I played against, also Thomas Kelly, he's a great, great man, and uh, we have a great relationship. He did a very good job with them, but then he decides, you know, take a break or, you know, whatever, spend more time with his family, and a new staff comes in. It takes time. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I understand what he's going through. Um, he's trying to put his brand of football into that program, and uh, it's, it's it takes him some time. So you know. They've already won a game this year, so they're one and zero. We're zero. We're zero and one. So they're going to come in the Vineland and think and have some confidence, and and they're they're coming because they want another win. You know, once you you get that feeling, you want more. So I'm sure that's the way they're feeling right now as a team, as a program. I'm sure their their staff is hungry as well. So we got to make sure that we match their intensity, and that uh, we work hard this week. You know, we start today with our. You know, we lift. We have a team meeting, film, install, then, you know, we do more film. So offense goes first and then defense finishes it up. So our guys will be focused. You know, we don't like losing. It's unacceptable. We're not accustomed to it. Um, It makes us work that much harder. So we're going to have a big week this week and we're going to right the ship. You know, being able to get your first game at home now to be able to be where you guys are most comfortable playing on that turf. 
um, that we talked about a ton last year where it was just, you know, that, that comfortability feeling. What's that going to be like for you guys to finally get that first home game under your belts? You know, to be up front with you, didn't really care for playing there a few years ago when that field was a, was a mess. It was a complete mess. I mean, it is what it is, but thank, thankfully and fortunately, we had some leaders in the community step up, you know, starting with our superintendent, Dr. Gruscio, and, you know, board president at the time, Jeff Bordley, and the other board members, they stepped up, they made the right decision for the kids of Vineland, for the youth of Vineland, and got them a safe, suitable playing surface, which everyone uses in town, and it's it's so great for everyone. You know, at times there's not a whole lot of positives going around in our area, so anything positive that's happening is a plus, you know, for Vineland and for Cumberland County. So my hat's off to them for, you know, providing our programs with that beautiful field and the, and the uh, community members. You know, obviously the taxpayers in Vineland for stepping up and helping us as, as well. We're very grateful for everything that we get. But it, slowly but surely we're changing a culture here in town. Um, the field was in total disarray. And to have that field, which is the new norm in 2019, every town, every high school, everyone's going to artificial grass. Because number one, it's safer. And number two, at the end of the day, it is more cost effective. Because you don't have to hire people to cut it, fertilize it, have some, you know, obviously the water bill, on and on and on, line it. So it's a great decision by the leaders in this community. And um, the kids, the staff and I are very grateful that we get to play on a field like that. And we're going to make sure that we use it to our advantage, which we have. We have uh, great athletes here. And it's a huge advantage for us because it gets to display their speed, keeps our kids healthy, you know, on the field. And I think it's an excellent thing for this community and something, you know, for the community to be proud of. Um, the crowds are getting bigger. The fan support is getting bigger. Um, the involvement as a whole is getting bigger. And we're just getting warmed up, in my opinion. We're just getting started. I'm going. We're going into our seventh year, the staff and I. And um, we're hungrier than ever. You know, we're good. We're not great. We're looking to be great, and we're not going to stop until people consider us a great program. And um, we're going to work our tails off to uh, make the people of Vineland very proud of their uh, hometown football team. Definitely. And, you know, looking at this Atlantic City team and how you guys are going to be able to match up against them, um, what are some things you're looking forward to, you know, fixing from the Williamstown game, implementing into this week that's going to have you guys be more successful offensively and defensively? You know, wholesale changes and fixes, it's, we're not at that point, but the mental breakdowns, in my opinion, made me physically ill all weekend and still you know not it's not sitting right with me so I've got to uh, do a better job of getting our kids mentally focused obviously for whatever reasons with some of these mistakes I mentioned 
they were not. So, you know, there was positives, like I said, but too many negatives. So we got to make sure that we fix these, um, you know, mental mistakes and uh, make sure our kids are more focused. And that's what we'll be doing all week because, mm-hmm. you know, fundamentally and physically they're there. It's just some of these mental breakdowns and crucial parts of the game can't happen. And uh, if certain individuals continue to do that, I'm going to have to make changes. So that's varsity football. And, you know, this Atlantic City team last year, you guys went down to Atlantic City, got a shutout victory over them. Um, but we talked after that game too and said, you know, there were some opportunities missed where you guys put, could have put more points on the board. Um, you know, when it comes to knowing these teams that you're playing year in and year out now with just how the schedule is, um, what are some benefits knowing that you kind of had the upper hand last year uh, in this game at their field and now you get to play at your field against a team that, again, you're familiar with and, you know, you got an upper hand against last year, but every year it's a new season, so you also have to take that into account. Yeah, no doubt. And, um, you know, when you're playing at home and – team has to travel far distance like some of our opponents do and we do as well sometimes it's mentally draining and um they get into a hostile environment where it's like us against them attitude it's just them and our field and all our fans and it's a tough situation so what you have to do there is you have to make sure that you start fast you can't like just say, oh, you know, it's our home field. You know, we beat them last year. We should beat them again. That, that's not the right attitude. You have to have the attitude that we got a great team coming into our home stadium. We got to protect our house and we got to make sure that we play our best brand of football and we got to take care of business. And um, we can't start out slow. We have to start out fast and uh, continue that throughout the game and play violent football. For sure. Do we have the uh, the uniform combo for this week for the home game? You know, we've got a few combos, and uh, I haven't gotten there yet, but I, I kind of have an idea what I think we're going to wear. I let the senior captains pick it, but I, th- I feel like we'll go with the black pants and then the red it's and gray jerseys with the black piping. I think I like those, so uh, I'll see what the kids want to do. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it's their decision. I want the kids to, uh, you know, Feel good, look good, play good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see what the seniors want. It's up to them. That is one of my favorite combos. Um, it looks good on that field. And, you know, to kick off the home season schedule, I think that's a, a pretty nice combo to go with. But uh, we were talking about uh, some things before we started recording, but we always end each show with our alumni segment. And uh, we got to see Jamil Demby play in an actual NFL game, not the preseason. Um so that's got to be exciting for you. And then, obviously, uh, you know, going around the college circuit with all the guys playing uh, this weekend for their college teams, we'll dive into that as well. But let's start with Jamil getting in his first NFL action. What was that like to, you know, being his coach, seeing him in an NFL game for the first time that, you know, matters? Yeah, it's incredible. He's, uh, he's a great kid and uh, so happy for him. And he represents our community, you know, extremely well. And um, he's still a young guy. I don't even know if he's 23 yet, but he's just going to keep getting better, working harder. That's just in his DNA. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing seeing him have a great career with the Rams. It's awesome. 
And then, uh, obviously, the, the college games this weekend. Rutgers didn't have as explosive of a game this week, um, but I'm sure Isaiah and Naheem are going to you know get things back on track. But uh, were you able to talk to them after their game this week and see what they uh, had to say after their loss? No, I didn't talk to them yet, but um, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to get that on you know, TV the other day, and I got to see uh, Naheem play some special teams, and Isaiah had some really nice runs, but, you know, unfortunately in their case, too, they were doing some good things, but they couldn't sustain drives, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it didn't work out for them, but I'm sure they're going to keep uh, working hard as a program and, you know, try to right the ship as well. And then we talked last week, uh, you know, Noah went into his game for Bucknell, a little banged up, but then got into the game, finished the game for Bucknell against Temple. Um, and then you got the brothers Blakely up at Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, which from everything from their dad's Facebook posts that I see, they're doing really well up there. And it's really cool to see two brothers being able to play on the same team as well. And then uh, you've got Otis and you've got uh, Mike Bachman at Stevenson and uh, just a whole a whole gaggle of guys in college. It's so hard to keep up with every single one of them. Can't tell me about it. <laughs> but Otis, Harold, and Shane Ecker Shane. are at Alvernia, and I know they just got their first uh, big, big win this weekend, and uh, I'm real happy for them. And uh, like you mentioned, Rob Blakely, I think, rushed for over 150 mm -hmm. yards or something like that. Got a big win against uh, the Merchant Marine Academy. Yes. So that's pretty cool. I'm real happy for those guys. And um, I'm hoping on the 21st I get this on um, you know, September 21st, I get to see uh, Rob play against uh, Widener over at Widener, uh, you know, college over there. And, uh, you know, let's see, that's probably closer to, I want to say Westchester, but yeah, it's not. It's right, it's, it's right outside of Philly, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, whatever, Commodore Barry Bridge. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing him play and his brother. And, uh, you know, obviously, want to see as many games as I can. I got to check the Rams' schedule, see if I can get something closer on the East Coast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. I was looking <laughs> at their schedule. And I was like, man, why do they have to be a West Coast? Team? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's exciting to see these guys taking it to the next level, being able to play at the next level, and succeeding as well. With Jamil getting in his first game, like you said, uh, the guys at Alvernia getting their first win, and then you know the Blakely brothers doing their thing at Fairleigh Dickinson. And, uh, DeAndre Kennedy Tall up at Montclair. Yeah, Montclair. For, yeah, DeAndre. Yeah, he's doing great too. Yeah, he's on the travel squad. I know I spoke to, uh, I saw Mike at our game. Mike Bach was mm -hmm. at our game Friday night. Fortunately, he had a little setback with an injury and, he, you know, he wasn't traveling with the team, but he'll, he'll, he'll get healthy and he'll be right back to it. So, you know, we'll always be keeping everyone up to date on the, uh, the alumni and what they're doing at the next level because it's exciting news and, you know, you want to keep up to date with some of your former violent high school uh, standout players, of course. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Dan Russo Show. As always, make sure you're following us on Twitter at UndergroundPHI and follow Vineland Football on Twitter as well at VinelandFB. And then make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. All you have to do is search Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're also on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Vineland Football, Atlantic City, at Catone Stadium Friday night, 6 o'clock start this week. Yes, Kyle. Yep, 6 uh -huh. o'clock start. So if you have the opportunity to uh, make it out to the game, make sure you get there to watch uh, the Fighting Clan take on the Atlantic City Vikings. But until then, hopefully we're talking about a win against Atlantic City next week uh, as you guys get set to take on Lenape for game two of two at home to uh, kick off your home schedule. But it's been a blast, Coach, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, Kyle. Talk to you soon.
And for everybody here at Underground Sports Philadelphia, we are signing off. Take me back to 96 I fall asleep with